So, in Ephesians, uh, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, and today's been crazy spiritual. I could even send an email uh, just trying to get this PowerPoint up for you guys. It's just been crazy. So, uh, what a very fitting passage that we have today. Um, you know, spiritual warfare, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people uh, receive it a little differently, depending on really the gospel that you received, and that's, that spiritual warfare can be a little different. Uh, those that have a solid foundation, you're, you're not shaken because your foundation's on Jesus, and, and you have peace and that, you know, that victory that when you're on the front lines, basically, uh, because you're in prayer. Uh, some are going to receive uh, spiritual, you know, this, this, uh, what we're going through here, uh, in our passage a little differently because, um, they're going to be afraid. Maybe they're going to be like, oh, you know, that it doesn't feel like I'm in control here. And they're going to be a little shaken because it's almost like that, that seed that's been thrown on the rock. Right. And, and, uh, and the enemy comes over and takes it and, and so there's those that come to church even, and they love church, they love Christianity, they love uh, churchianity, I should say, and they're the churchgoers, but they, they're, they're not willing to allow the Lord to take over their lives completely. And, and uh, even though they're, they're involved in everything, but they're unable to yield to the Lord, and, and they, they'll be terrified basically at any spiritual anything that comes their way and they're like ah <laughs> uh, it's because they're they're unwilling to to give over their hearts to the lord and so those of you who have truly given over your hearts to the lord you jumped into the battle immediately and you you know by experience that how long you've been walking with the lord uh, that that it's this is real right those of you who haven't really given your hearts to the lord there's something in you that's like, I don't even want to think about that stuff. But it's real. And it's biblical. And we're going to go through that tonight. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, um, chapter 4 through 6 really shows us how we as believers ought to be walking, right? In our walks with the Lord. We looked at six ways that we should be walking as a believer. Uh, number one, we're to walk worthily, walk differently, walk lovingly, walk in the light, walk circumspectly, walk submissively. And the final way we should walk here in Ephesians chapter 6 is victoriously as a believer. Um, so let's just read Ephesians 6, look at verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, <clears throat> be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with, the, with truth, having girded, or I'm sorry, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, 
with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak but that you also may be, know my affairs and how I am doing uh, 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 Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs, and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Amen. So going back to verse 10, uh, today we're going we're gonna to end this book, Lord willing, but if you're taking notes, we're going to break up this passage in two different parts. The first part we're going to go through, it's through the Lord. Through the Lord in verses 10 all the way to verse 17. Second part, it's through prayer in verses 18 to 24. Uh, and notice how Paul starts this off in verse 10. He says, finally right then he goes on another 14 verses right kind of like um pastor dwight too he's all the great pastors they do the exact same thing they'll there's a great message and then they're gonna wrap it up and they're like finally and then they'll just keep going on another 15 20 minutes and you're like whoa (laughs) which is actually a good thing too you're getting in the word more but um but in this section uh there there are three things we want to go over as it pertains to walking with the lord victoriously Uh, number one we walk victoriously because it requires total dependency upon the Lord. Uh, If you're dependent totally upon the Lord and you're walking victoriously, verse 10, uh, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, right? The simple truth in verse 10 is that power and strength only comes through the Lord. And not sure if you guys realize this or not, but we are in a battle, right? We're engaged in this spiritual world war, right? And and uh, you and I can be strengthened in the Lord and in his might alone in the midst of this war that we find ourselves in. And the world tells you, you know, hey, be strong in yourself, right? They, they say, you know, look to your inner man look look to your inner self right and somehow you're going to be strong but just deep down you just got to keep looking just keep you're almost there just just look to yourself right and, and we know that that's stinkier than tuna fish salad right it's like oh what is that oh wow right as believers we know the word of god that's that's horrible no 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 it's not about self the truth is i'm weak on my own right and we need the strength of the lord in fact Turn to Ephesians 3, verse 16, about a page to your left. Uh, 3.16, it says that he, Jesus, would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So, uh, in fact, look at verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. So what is the power that's working in you and me? It's Jesus Christ, right? His spirit working in every part, an aspect of our lives. Zechariah 4, 6, uh, God reminded Zerubbabel, he, he says, uh, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So the truth is, it's it's God working through us both to will and, uh, and to do for his good pleasure. So if you want to overcome, you know, a spiritual battle in your life, you find yourself realizing that you're in uh, this warfare and you want to overcome this battle that you're in. Um, and, and that could be right now what's going on. We're in lockdown, right? We're, we're in quarantine. We're in, you know, all this stuff's going on. Churches aren't allowed to, you know, be together physically. And it's just silliness going on out there. But uh, depression's really hitting a lot of people, right? People are battling with depression. The suicide's on the rise. Drugs are on the rise. Drinking's on the rise. You name it, man. This stuff is happening right now. And we ought to be the, the you know, the believers that are shining bright in our neighborhoods, right? And in, in the wherever we're going, uh, but we ought to step it up a notch as well, right? And praying and seeking the Lord. But if you want to overcome that spiritual battle, whatever it is that you're facing, when it when it means to be strengthened by the Lord and showing, you know, that total dependency upon the Lord, um, something that the Lord kind of hit me with this morning. I was reading in the Word with Bethany. Well, in fact, open go to uh, Proverbs chapter twenty-two. Her birthday's on the 22nd, so we looked at Proverbs 22, and it's, it says uh, in 22, look at verse 17, it's not on the screen, sorry guys, uh, but it says, incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is pleasant, it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips so that your trust, and here it is, catch this, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you, have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer the words of truth to those who send to you. And it goes on in the context there, but the more, guys, we're in the word of God, the more we're going to find ourselves trusting in the God of the word, right? And and we're going to seek the Lord even more so during these battles that we find ourselves in. But we need to stay in the word of God. We need to continue to read. I'm shocked that we can be going through a global, you know, epidemic right or pandemic and and uh, and as christians we choose not to read the word we're like oh i trust the lord this is you know i'm not even going to read the word because uh, this is not going to bother me and no 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 you got it wrong <laughs> as a believer we need to draw even nearer to the lord right we need to draw near to the knowledge of god's word and he will direct us he'll lead us but we got to keep our ear inclined to his word right uh to knowing his voice right and and uh, uh we just got a little puppy and we're, we're teaching the puppy to know our voice in the just today, the little puppy was outside, and there's a window right there, and I was all, ah, he started biting something, and he's looking, he's all, what? And then he didn't see me, and then he just kept biting it, ah, right? But he's, he's learning my voice, the little puppy, and it's so cool, and it's the same thing with us. The more we're in the Word, the more we're going to know the voice of the Word, right? And it's, it's pretty neat how the Lord ministers to our heart. 
the more we stay in the word. But let's come to the second thing here. It involves the armor of the Lord. Notice in verse 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So, in fact, look at verse 13. It says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So if you want to walk victoriously, it involves the armor of God. And, in fact, turn with me to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Um, in verse 14... It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. And so when we, we follow Jesus Christ, in effect, what we're doing is we're putting on the, the whole armor of God, right? So it means putting on Jesus Christ daily, if you will, as we choose to abide in him. Guys, it's a daily, isn't it? And, and, and praise the Lord that his mercies are new every day because, you know, I mean, if it was about yesterday, man, did I fail? <laughs> and the day before and the day before, and the, right? It's like, ugh, right? But, but we got to continually get back up and get in line with our own hearts with the Lord, and that's through prayer, and that's through reading his word, um, and seeking the Lord. So understand, you know, I could be here forever and encouraging you, you know, to be putting on, you know, each little breastplate and the sword and all that, but honestly, we just need to put on the Lord Jesus. We need to abide in the word. We need to stay in the word of God, and note, by the way, going back to Ephesians, the byproduct of putting on the whole armor of God. Did you guys catch this in verse 11? Uh, I'll read it all over again. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles means the schemes, the plots, the plans of the devil. And as we put on the Lord Jesus, we will not only stand, but we will also withstand uh, the wiles, the schemes, the plots, the plans, basically, of the devil. And notice in verse 13, it's talking about the evil day, right? Evil carries the idea of the evil one, right? It's, it's, it's amazing that God gives us the victory through him, through Jesus Christ. And it's not about, you know, how... Uh, scary the enemy might look, right? It's about Jesus, it's about Christ in us, and we're going to see that right now. But you and I, we don't need to suit up, you know, piece by piece, and and we don't ask, you know, we don't need to be asking, Lord, you know, I need your helmet, I need your shield, I need your, uh, did I forget something, <laughs> right? You don't need to be uncertain in that situation and be praying necessarily like that. Uh, but God's saying, he's, he's basically saying, I am your shield, I am your helmet, I am your sword, I am everything you need me to be I am everything and I will protect you I will watch over you I will prepare your feet for the gospel and I will be but you trust in me you get in my word and the more we get in the word what's going to happen we're armored up man we are ready for war and guess what we're we're, uh, we'll find out what we're going to do when we get to that war and it's pretty exciting uh but before i tell you all that when you put on jesus christ just understand you're absolutely complete uh the bible says in ephesians uh, chapter 1 verse 3 
It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So it's in Jesus Christ that we have everything that we need, even in this spiritual warfare that we find ourselves in. And I fear oftentimes we pray wrong prayers. We pray, you know, that God gives us peace, in reality, God is our peace, right? We pray, God, give me rest when Jesus is our rest, right? We pray for this breastplate or this sword, and he's saying, man, I am all of those things, right? It's in me that you find what you need, and I, I'm your sufficiency, right? Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you, and I'll use you. I'll impact your life and the lives of those around you, and so it's just amazing. Colossians 127, if you guys remember, it's all about Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? It's, it's about who's within you, and if he's within you, man, who's the enemy? <laughs> There's no such thing, really, in reality. When you look at the greatness of who God is, it's like, what's an enemy? <laughs> like, what is an enemy, right? I mean, you got God on your side. It's, it's just amazing. But because you, you put on the Lord Jesus, now understand when you're in this battle, you can stand. Not only stand, but you can withstand right? The winds and the waves and the, the stuff coming against you, you could stand it. And, and notice it does not say you can run now all of a sudden, or you can fight, right? All of a sudden it's, you know, when you're fighting, it's like all of a sudden you're the victorious one. No, 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 it says stand. You, you, you're not called to fight in that battle in the, the physical sense, right? Of punching and kicking. So let, let's just go on here. Let's just jump right into verse 12. Um, the third thing is walking victoriously involves understanding really that the battle is the Lord's. Kind of like we just sang right now, the battle belongs to the Lord, right? And uh, let's read verse 12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So the point is simple. You and I are in a battle, and this battle is a spiritual battle. Now understand, that's exactly what that is. It's a spiritual battle, right? It's spiritual warfare. So you and I, we don't fight each other. We need to understand this, right? If we're fighting each other, we're, we're, we're fighting the wrong enemy. We're on the wrong side, right? Uh, if you're battling with flesh and blood, you're in the wrong battle, I mean, the battle belongs to the Lord. Stop trying to do something against your neighbor, against your brother, because you're no longer walking in the will of God. The will of God is that you just stand. Just stand, right? That's the idea. And the truth is, there's three things that we fight against in this time that we stand. We're, we're trying to stand, man. We're, we're getting in the word. We're getting in prayer. We're seeking the Lord. And there's three enemies, if you will, at the, at the war front here, the battlefront, uh, that are coming against us. Number one, it's the flesh. Galatians 5.17, it says, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So when the Spirit of God is living inside of you, the battle is raging and you know it, right? Both the Spirit and the flesh, they're trying to control the mind. 
And that's what the battle's going for. And, and they're trying to control you. And that's why it's so important that we feed the spirit. The more you feed the spirit, the more the spirit's going to grow. The more you feed the flesh, the more the flesh is going to grow. And sooner or later, there's only so much that you can give over. And then now you've given over, right? And now you're caught up. And you're, it seems like you're stuck because you just, you gave and gave and gave and gave. And now there's no more to give, right? And, and now you're, it's like, Lord, now how do I get out of this? And, and it's, it's by God's grace, but you chose to fight the wrong battle there. But as the spirit takes over our mind, looking at the spiritual side, now he's going to overflow through us, right? He's going to control our mindset. Thus, he's going to control our actions. And if we keep giving into the flesh, thus it's going to come, it's all in our mind. Now it's going to find its way out in our, in our actions, right? And, and that's a scary thing. But the second thing we fight against is the world. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see, the world is trying to influence, is trying to seduce us into bringing us into its captivity, basically, right? And it tries to tell us, you know, how to dress, how to eat, how to, you know, this is where you should be putting your desire and your pleasure toward, right? It's trying to train us and equip us, but so is the Lord. And if you're God's, you got to stay in your own team, right? Stop walking over to the other team and, and saying, hey guys, how's it going? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, okay, right? We need to stick with what we've given over to. And if we're given over to the Lord, we got to do it daily, right? We're called to follow the Lord. And the third area we fight against in this warfare, which is Satan himself, right? It's very obvious. He is the host of this demonic activity. And this is what Paul's talking about here in our context here. Uh, he, he lists four specific areas that deal with the spiritual warfare, this battle in the spiritual um, realm, if you will. <clears throat> Number one, <clears throat> it's against principalities, right? Principalities can carry the idea of regions or areas, right? And we understand that these demons are territorial. That's why we understand it, because the principalities, the word itself, the more you break it up. Uh, Satan, by the way, can only be in one place at one time. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about that. He's, he's nothing close to God who is omnipresent, right? He's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything like God. He is not omnipotent. 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 Uh, All-powerful, right? Amen, church? And so he just comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And how does he do that? By deceiving us. And so we, gotta, we just we got to be careful um, with... Yes, we got to know our enemy, right? If we're in a war, we got to know your enemy. And it's all about strategy. It's not about, oh, I'm going to go over there and just... Right? No, it's not that easy. It's about strategy. Every war is won by strategy, and we got to keep that in mind. Understand this, by the way. As he can only be at one place at one time, he does have a host of demons, you know, who are following his orders and doing what he commands. And so you can read more about that in Isaiah 14, uh, verses 13 to 15 in Revelation chapter 12. Uh, it's talking about, you know, a third of the angels fell uh, from Satan's sin and uh, out of heaven. And so uh, just keep in mind, principalities carries the idea of demons or Satan uh, 
in or around a particular area or region is basically the idea there. But secondly, he speaks of powers. Notice in verse 12, yeah, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so I think Paul's trying to tell us here is Satan's way of bringing people into you know, addiction or bondage. And, and you see, Satan does have power over unbelievers into bringing them into bondage or in a particular uh, addiction or you name it, right? There's, there's power over them and they just can't get over it, right? Whatever that might be. And I think these powers have the ability to work against us as well as believers. And one way these powers bring us into its bondage is really by getting our focus off of Jesus and onto the battle that we're enraged in. And so we become enslaved and snared in this position of bondage, basically, by the fact that we're focusing on the attack of the enemy and not on the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we're getting... We're getting, we're looking at the waves, right? When Jesus was with the disciples and they're, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, Peter wants to walk out to Jesus and, um, you know, but he, he's, he gets caught, he gets his eyes off of Jesus. And that's uh, uh, one thing that Jesus would teach us today as well. Keep your eyes on me. I got it. I got this. Do you believe me? Yes. Let's go. Right? Let's do this then. All right, now we can, but the moment you start being like, whoa, 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 ah, all right, ah, you're going to curl up in a ball and now you're not effective anymore. You're not able to stand because you're looking around at what you think you can handle, but you can't handle it. It's a spiritual battle, man, that we're in. And, and we need to wrestle against, uh, in prayer more so, I should say, right? Not in flesh and blood. And <clears throat> so whether you like it or understand it or not, Believers, we're in this war, we're in this battle, and we got to keep that in mind. But it has nothing to do with us, it has everything to do with Jesus Christ in us, right? Keep that in mind. Because Christ is in you, man, Satan hates you. The demons hate you. Guys, did you guys hear that? The demons hate you, utterly hate you. They despise you. They hate you. Keep that in mind. For some reason in our, in our day that we live in, in entertainment, man, people think that Satan and demons, they love you. They hate you, right? They want to see nothing more that you die and go to hell. That's their desire, right? The enemy comes what? To steal, kill, and destroy. And, but Jesus has come to give life. He is the life, right? And he hands it over freely. Remember, guys, it's the battles because Christ in it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You guys, remember Colossians one twenty seven. Um, it's it's about Jesus in us. And so when we understand that, we understand that the real battle is really a spiritual battle, and it's not against each other, but it's it's a, it's a spiritual. It's a spiritual one. So let's come to the third thing. Uh, it also involves rulers of darkness of this age. Uh, notice in verse 12, speaks of the rulers of this dark world. And are there dark rulers in the world today? Yeah, <laughs> of course there is. The government, right? Look at the school system. Look at the governors, right? Look at all, I could get into all the political mumble jumble, but you guys get the idea. It's easy to see that people are being used by uh, the darkness of Satan. And so are you sure? Yes, right? The Bible even says in 1 Corinthians chapter, or I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 
It says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. In Ephesians 2.2, it says, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And so it's very, very clear uh, there is definitely a darkness in this world today. Uh, the fourth area of the battle is against spiritual wickedness. Uh, in verse 12 at the end, spiritual wickedness carries the idea of wickedness being wrapped up in spirituality. Now, in something that seems good, it's something that seems right, something that seems true, it seems nice, right? And, and this clearly is speaking of that new age type mentality type uh, spirituality. These people that come across spiritual, but yet they're, they're wicked within their own hearts. Why? Because they're coming against the word of God. And this should not surprise any of us, by the way. Paul said, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. he says, do not... And no wonder, he says, for Satan himself transforms himself into an image or an angel of light. And so, church, we need to be very, very careful. We need to be watchful as servants, as watchmen. And what are we watching for as watchmen? Well, this is one thing we're watching for, that angel of light that comes nice and sweet and kind and generous, and right? And, oh, let me buy that for you, right? But, but here, here's a book that I have. No, no, we don't need the Bible. Here, here's this, right? You need to watch for this stuff. It's all around us. Just do this with your body. It's called yoga, but we'll call it Christian yoga, right? And, and they, they'll, they'll rename all this stuff, but their idea is to deceive you and to, to get you into a trap, right? Once, they, once you give in a little, then how much more are you going to give in to? Don't give in at all. Uh, be watchful. And no wonder we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Satan would love it uh, for you and I, to, man, to be fighting him in the flesh uh, instead of in the spirit, in our own power, in our own strength, in our own ability. That's when we lose. And we need to be very, very watchful in that area. When we understand that we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, he was infinite, he's infinitely more powerful and, and just stronger than the enemy. Uh, man, because he's, he's defeated the enemy on the cross. Did you guys realize that? We're, 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 we're already victorious. <laughs> the moment you gave your life to Christ, man, you became victorious in Christ Jesus. All you got to do is, what, is your, what are you commanded to do? Just stand. <laughs> How hard is that? Did, did he say, get a sword and go run over there and start fighting and you got to do 6,000 and you got to do this, you know, beat the enemy up. And no, he didn't say all that stuff. Just stand. Oh, what a relief that is, isn't it? Just stand, man. Um, now all of a sudden, now we can walk victorious as believers. And so uh, let's, let's go on here. He continues this thought, by the way, in verses 14 to 17. And Paul gives us six attributes or six characteristic traits of Jesus Christ himself. And since you and I have put on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, these are six character traits really that we have because, uh, like I said, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so Christ is in us. Uh, we have these exact same six character traits as well. The first character trait is about Jesus Christ, and he is, number one, the truth. He's the truth. In verse 14, it says, Stand therefore... Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And so the first thing involved in this warfare is truth. Jesus said in John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, man, when you when you you've been when you have the truth, which is Jesus, when He's come into your life, the Bible says in John eight thirty two, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There is a, a knowledge of Jesus. There's a, a personal relationship that we enter into this truth. And the truth is the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it's the word of God. It's the truth. And it will set you free. Set you free from what? From what? Free from thinking that somehow you're going to fight this battle in and of yourself, in and of your flesh, right? It frees you in understanding that you can walk victoriously, man. And, and because you can put your, your, your understanding, your trust in Jesus Christ alone, right? That he is the truth. What, a, what an interesting contrast, by the way, of Satan. Uh, in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus answered them. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Did you guys catch that contrast there? Um, Very interesting. But notice carefully what we do when we put on truth in verse 14. Uh, The first word does not say fight. It says stand, right? Just stand in what? In the truth. Just stand in Jesus Christ, right? As you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're clothed with truth. And because of what that, you can now stand in this spiritual battle that we're in. And so notice, don't work, you don't sweat, you don't toil all day. You just stand. I think that's great. When, when the children of Israel... You guys remember when they were they, they, they took off out of Egypt and they were led uh, by the Lord. Um, <clears throat> they were led by a pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. And as God led them across, you know, from bondage across, you know, the, the desert area, they came to the Red Sea uh, and then they... Man, you got the Egyptians coming at them, more 600 chariots. I mean, you name it. All, all this stuff is coming against them. And uh, they were trapped in on all sides. They told Moses, man, you brought us out here because you wanted to. There was not enough graves in Egypt, basically, right, to, to bury all of us. And so you brought us out here to kill us all, didn't you? And they're turning on Moses all of a sudden. And, and Moses is like, man, what do I do? And they, they knew that they were going to be slaughtered, right? It was the end basically of their lives they were in panic mode and Moses turned to the children of Israel in uh, Exodus chapter 14 verse 13 and Moses said to the people do not be afraid stand still right and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today for the Egyptians who you see today you shall see again no more forever. And if you keep reading on and on, you're going to understand it's, it's God is going to fight for you. He's going to fight for you. He's got this. It's so good to know that he's going to fight for you in this battle that you're in. And all you have to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, right? And see how he's going to come in and save the day. You guys remember... Um, David, how old was he? About 16 years old or so. I don't know how old he was. But uh, standing before Goliath, man. I mean, this is a giant. He stood in the valley uh, and stood before Goliath, nine foot or 12 foot. I don't even know the exact measurement now in my head. But 
Um, man, this guy was huge, though. He's looking down at little David, right? And, and here's this little boy full of dirt and sand, and, but he gets five stones, gets one stone, right? Uh, and he says, you come at me with the sword and the spear, but I come against you in the name of the living God of Israel, right? And this battle, what did he say? Belongs to the Lord, Man, can you say that this battle belongs to the Lord? Can you give up and just say this battle belongs to the Lord? Can you really just trust in the Lord? You can the more you get in the word of God. There's a confidence there that arises within your heart, right? Uh, But let's come to the second thing here. Uh, He is also righteous, not only true, Uh, but righteous. And notice in verse 14, it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So now don't focus on this breastplate. The focus is, it's on the righteousness, right? That's where the focus should be. According to 1 John 2, 1, it says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, who is what? What's his name? The righteous, right? So it's speaking of the righteous, is speaking of Jesus himself, right? And so when you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the whole armor of God, now you are righteous as well because he is living and abiding in you. And so Isaiah 61, it says he has robed us with robes of righteousness, um, in Philippians, or I'm sorry, in Second Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Philippians 3.9, it says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Guys, now all of a sudden... Because we're clothed in the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan, in, in contrast to that, right, says, you're, you're, you're not righteous. You're no good. You came from dirt, right? You're, you're a sinner, right? He gives us all this stuff. And, and man, there, there's no creator. You're a process of evolution. You're an animal. You came, you came from the monkeys, right? There's no hope. There's no, there's no afterlife for you. There's no nothing for you. You're nothing, right? And so... Uh, he, he deceives many people in this world. Uh, but while it may be true that, hey, there is no good thing in us, <laughs> amen to that, right? Uh, but um, you know what? Now when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, we not only have the, tr- the truth, but we have the righteousness of Christ in us, right? That's just amazing. The more you look into that, it's like, whoa. Uh, but let, let's go on here because we'll be here forever. Let's come to the third thing. Notice in verse 15, we have peace. Third, we have peace. In verse 15, it says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ephesians 2.14 says, Jesus Christ is our peace. Uh, He says, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and uh has broken down the middle wall of separation. So you don't have to pray for peace, by the way. Why? Why? Because he is our peace. We already have him, right? We're in this spiritual warfare, and it's raging like crazy. But God's saying, I've already, I've already given it to you. When? At the cross. You had it the moment you asked me in. <laughs> I am your peace. You just got to keep, keep gaining from me. 
right? Don't look to anybody else. Keep your eyes on me and you have it all. And so uh, as you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? What what do we do? We already have his peace. What do we do in that peace though? We stand in it. That's the idea, right? Don't run from it. Don't work toward it. Just stand in it, right? Don't give in to this legalism stuff from churches. Just stand in in what God has given you uh, as a believer. And as you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the world tells you if you if you only get that new job, that new house, that new spouse, or whatever, you know, then you'll have peace. But we know that's a lie, right? You're, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be peaceful in, in that sense, right? But Jesus. And that changes everything. All of a sudden, now we have that peace. And, and true peace only comes because of that true relationship that we entered in, that, that relationship with Christ. And so let's come to the fourth thing here. It's, by, it's faith, right? And look, look at verse 16. It, it says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So now don't picture yourself picking up this big shield and holding it in front of you, right? And like somehow you're, you're doing the job, right? But Jesus Christ, he is our shield. He is our all in all, right? And have faith knowing that he is our shield. He is the only one who can protect you from every single dart that the enemy is shooting against you. Uh, back in the days when uh, the Romans, uh, in Paul's day, uh, they would shoot arrows, but they would put they would dip it in tar, and then they would light it on fire, and then they would shoot it at you. And if you had a shield, good for the arrow's sake, right? That you don't get hit from an arrow. But the fire with the the, the tar stuff would just splatter all over your shield, and all of a sudden there's fire all around, and you're you know boom. You're if you're not all armored up then you're going to catch on fire, then you're doing this, right? You're, you're doing a dance, and then boom, you're vulnerable, and then they got you, right? That was a tactic, that was a strategy of the enemy. And we got to understand that uh, it's, we, it's Jesus. We put on the Lord Jesus, right? He is our faith. He is our shield, right? And he shields us from every dart that the wicked one comes against. We just read the word principality, right? The enemy is strategic in its, his area and his place. He knows the places that we go to. And we do got to be careful, by the way, and where we go and what we do in those places uh, because there is an evil... Um, there's just an evil out there, and it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, let's come to the fifth thing here. It's salvation. In verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, verse 30, Jesus is salvation. The Bible says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, right? So speaking of Jesus, uh, he is our salvation. Um, let's come to the sixth thing here. I think we understand that. It's the word in verse 17 in the, in the middle here. It says, In the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, question. Whose sword is it? it? It's the sword of the Spirit, right? And so John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so when you put on the Lord Jesus, wow, the power that is in him 
is in us. It's just, right? In Hebrews 4, 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So understand this, guys. We don't fight for victory. We stand in a position of victory, right, as believers. And so you're already victorious. You're already, uh, you know, we're already, a, we're already conquered, the enemy, if you think about it, because Christ is in you, right? Will, will the attacks keep coming? Yes, they definitely will. But when the attacks come, keep your focus on the victory that we already have in Jesus, right? That's why we do communion. We're, we're constantly looking back at what Christ has done for us, realizing our position of lowliness, of humbleness, right? Of r- r- understanding it's all about him, right? The moment we stop taking communion and seeking the Lord and, and, and uh, humbling ourselves at the cross, then all of a sudden we think the war, we're in the war and that we're the, we gotta be the heroes. We gotta go and save this person and we gotta go, no, we don't, <laughs> right? It's Christ in you that's gonna do all that work. He just wants you to stand, right? Let him do what he does best. He's God, right? And he will, but you abide in him and he'll abide in you. It's very, very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, now, not only do we have walk in victory that we have in Christ Jesus, right? But secondly, it's through prayer. And this is the second section that we'll jump in now in verses 18 to 24. Um, it's through prayer. And so verse 18, it says, praying always with, notice the word with, all prayer and supplication. Now that little proposition with speaks of a channeling of an act, right? And so it's, it's also translated through. So that thought is we walk victorious with or through prayer or the power of prayer, I would say, and supplication. So here's five things that we want to look at as it pertains to prayer. Number one, it involves consistency. Uh, in verse 18, it says, praying always with all prayer, and supplication in the spirit. So Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17, he said, "Pray without ceasing," right? And uh, prayer of course obviously it's talking to God, right? Supplication is really requesting something from God. And and so secondly, it involves watchfulness, watchfulness. Notice in verse 18, it says being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, watchful means alert, attentive, uh, observance, right? And we need to be alert, attentive, and observant in prayer, right? And the tendency is for us to become slothful and lazy. <laughs> and, and, and in reality, it really, let's face it, we begin to, we begin to just really, we need to pray, right? And someone, you know, the moment we do start to pray, all of a sudden everything happens. The distractions come out of nowhere. You could be on an island in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden an airplane, 
wow, <laughs> how did that happen? You start to, the phone calls, right? The, the starts to go off, the, you name it. All of a sudden, it's like you're popular. It's like, wow, I'm popular. This is crazy. I'm supposed to be praying right now. I'm supposed to be getting in the word. Have you guys noticed that, right? In, in your mind, you determine, I'm going to get in the word right now. I got a whole hour, and this is my hour. It was quiet all that time before, and all of a sudden, Ding dong! I was just thinking of yay, right? It's like, (laughs) but we, man, it's just, it's so crazy. Um, But Jesus, if you guys remember Jesus, he uh, he talked to the disciples, guys, can you guys just pray for one hour? And they couldn't do it. They kept sleeping three times. They kept sleeping. Guys, just be watchful. Is the idea? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. He said, right? He said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Can you bear with me for just one hour? I mean, seriously, guys. They're like, yeah, you got it. Right there. Uh, Right? So realize if you try to enter into this spiritual warfare in your own flesh, you're going to fail miserably. I mean, it's going to be so miserable. You're going to look horrible. You're going to be one of those people on TV where the people are laughing at you, falling down, right? Like, oh, look at that guy right there, right? We got to be very careful. The third thing, let's go back here to the Ephesians. It involves boldness. Uh, Notice in verse 19 and 20, it says, and for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, Paul says, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so remember, Paul was chained up in the Roman prison while he wrote this letter uh, to the Ephesians. And the church, when we go through spiritual battles for speaking out the gospel, of Jesus Christ, man, we're going to get attacked, right? And we need to pray for boldness, like the early disciples prayed for, right? Which the the religious leaders were the ones actually coming against them for praying. It's just crazy. They they didn't pray, understand, they didn't pray for deliverance. Lord, get me out of this prison. Lord, get me out of these chains. Lord, get me out of this place so I can be free and back to my regular lifestyle. No, 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 no. They, They prayed for boldness, to present the gospel. Is that beautiful? Ah, do we need that, right? Lord, get me out of this, right? No, Lord, get me through this, right? Stay, just let me know you're with me and give me everything I need to endure through this fire, right? I mean, we gotta be crazy, right? But when you're in Christ Jesus, you are, you are right? The world's looking at you and they're, they're, that's what they mean when they're talking. But you're crazy, man. But yeah, we are, right? We kind of are, but we trust in him. And, and it's not crazy in that sense. And so it's, it only can happen through the Holy Spirit in and through our lives, right? So number four, let's come to the fourth thing. It involved comfort. Notice in verse 21, it says, But that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing, uh, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs, and that he may comfort your hearts. Uh, Tychicus, one of Paul's traveling buddies on Paul's third uh, missionary journeys, Acts chapter 20, um, uh, he went with him on his journeys there, and he saw how uh, Paul did what he did. And what did he do in, in ministry? Man, he prayed and he understood how powerful prayer was. And, and those who followed Paul 
understand, they, if you can ask these guys, what's one thing that really stood out to you in, 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 in the, uh, the life of Paul? And they would say his prayer life. Man, could that guy, he prayed, right? He followed the Lord. And how much more so that we got to exemplify that in our lives, right? Pray, pray that Jesus would comfort your heart so you could walk victoriously, right? In, in every aspect and um, whatever you're going through, whatever battle you might find yourselves in. But we need to pray. We need to seek the Lord. He allows you to go through these things, by the way. Understand this. He allows you to go through these things, not just to comfort your heart, but he allows you to go through these things so that you can comfort those around you, right? Lord, why do I have this thing going on in my body that I have to go to the hospital? And all of a sudden you're at the hospital and you're praying, Lord, you know, allow me just, you know, those two minutes, those five minutes with this nurse, with this doctor, help me to minister to them. All of a sudden you're realizing, aha, (laughs) I know why you got me here. You want them. You allowed me to go through this, not for me, but for their sake, because you wanted to see salvation in their lives, right? And he knew he can use you. Here's you over there in your closet. Lord, use me. Whatever you, whatever, Lord, use me, right? All of a sudden, <laughs> what's going on? He's doing something, guys. And it's not just for you. Don't, don't get caught up in yourself thinking, woe is me, Lord. Why did you ha- allow this to happen to me? Poor old little me. Why not? <laughs> but secondly, the thought is, it's for others, right? What Everything God wants to do in your life is for others. The gifts that he gives you, it's not for you. It's for others. All that he's given you, it's not for you. It's for others, right? Don't, don't love this world and the things in it. Why? Because that's, that's, sin, that's the things that the, that's the, the world does, right? We're different. We're called to walk victoriously. And one way we do that is by keeping our eyes on the prize. It's Jesus, right? And so fifth, let's end with this. And finally, my brethren, right? It, it involves peace, love, faith, and grace. In verses 23 and 24, it says peace to the brethren we already talked about the peace that the lord brings and it's it's in christ jesus and love uh that's that agape love right that love that he's shown us and that we can shine uh to others as well with faith right uh we can't faith is what we can't see um but we, we trust in the Lord nonetheless, right? And from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, don't forget the source, by the way, from which these come from. It's through Jesus Christ, right? Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen, right? Grace, I love grace. Unmerited favor, getting what you don't deserve. Um, and and, and it, by the way, it's not half-hearted, uh, a heart, but in sincerity, right? With the fullness of heart. You want to draw near to the Lord and all that we have. Understand, it's by his grace, right? That he's given us anything. And and man, the point is simple. As you and I put our uh, our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, man, we are walking victoriously because of that right like that old hymn victory in jesus our savior my savior forever right if you guys know that song uh, you guys sang it so you should know that song but yeah um 
But that's it, man. We have victory in Jesus. Just keep our eyes on the Lord. Stay in the word of God as much as possible, guys, because this is what we need. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Amen, church? Amen. Let's pray. Why don't you guys stand? All of you guys stand. Let's all stand. Let's say, I see you up there in the living room. Stand up. Come on. All right. I'm just joking. Let's, let's pray, guys. Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Thank you for all that you do. And just reading through your word here, Lord, and understanding this spiritual warfare that we're involved in, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, Lord, you've called us to draw near to you. And Lord, it gets crazy all around us. Uh, but help us, Lord. We pray for your grace. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would grant us that endurance, that you would allow us to go through this trial, Lord, that you've called us to, uh, that we might be faithful in you through the midst of all of it, Lord, that you'd be with our attitude, that you would allow us to be content uh, in just you, Lord, that we would be so in love with you that no matter what's going on in our life, Lord, we just we just thank you, Lord, uh, for who you are, because it's all about you, and it's not about us, Lord, and so just thank you, Lord, for that reminder, and uh, we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen nurse with this doctor help me to minister to them all of a sudden you're realizing aha (laughs) I know why you got me here you want them you allowed me to go through this not for me but for their sake because you wanted to see salvation in their lives right and he knew he can use you here's you over there in your closet Lord use me whatever you whatever Lord use me right all of a sudden (laughs) what's going on he's doing something guys and it's not just for you don't don't get caught up in yourself thinking woe is me lord why did you allow this to happen to me poor old little me why not (laughs) but secondly the thought is it's for others right what everything God wants to do in your life is for others. The gifts that he gives you, it's not for you. It's for others. All that he's given you, it's not for you. It's for others, right? Don't, don't love this world and the things in it. Why? Because that's, that's sin. That's the things that the, that's the, the world does, right? We're different. We're called to walk victoriously. And one way we do that is by keeping our eyes on the prize. It's Jesus, right? And so, fifth let's end with this and finally my brethren right it involves peace love faith and grace in verses 23 and 24 it says peace to the brethren we already talked about the peace that the lord brings and it's it's in christ jesus and love uh, that's that agape love right that love that he's shown us and that we can shine uh, to others as well with faith right uh we can't, faith is what we can't see, um, but we, we trust in the Lord nonetheless, right? And from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, don't forget the source, by the way, from which these come from. It's through Jesus Christ, right? Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity, amen right grace i love grace unmerited favor getting what you don't deserve um and 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 by the way it's not half-hearted uh a heart but in sincerity right with the fullness of heart you want to draw near to the lord and all that we have understand it's by his grace right that he's given us anything and and man the point is simple as you and i put our uh, our trust in the lord jesus christ man we are 
walking victoriously because of that, right? Like that old hymn, victory in Jesus, our Savior, my Savior forever, right? If you guys know that song, uh, you guys sang it, so you should know that song. But yeah, um, but that's it, man. We have victory in Jesus. Just keep our eyes on the Lord. Stay in the word of God as much as possible, guys, because this is what we need. Stay in the word, stay in prayer. Amen, church? Amen. Let's pray. Why don't you guys stand? Who all of you guys stand? Let's all stand. Let's say I see you up there in the living room. Stand up. Come on. All right. I'm just joking. Let's let's pray, guys. Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Thank you for all that you do. And just reading through your word here, Lord, and understanding this spiritual warfare that we're involved in. Uh, whether we like it or not, uh, Lord, you've called us to draw near to you. And Lord, it gets crazy all around us. Uh, but help us, Lord. We pray for your grace. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would grant us that endurance, that you would allow us to go through this trial, Lord, that you've called us to, uh, that we might be faithful in you through the midst of all of it, Lord, that you would be with our attitude, that you would allow us to be content uh, in just you, Lord, that we would be so in love with you that no matter what's going on in our life, Lord, we just we just thank you, Lord, uh, for who you are, because it's all about you, and it's not about us, Lord, and so just thank you, Lord, for that reminder, and uh, we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.